CliffCentral.com. Yeah, baby. Yeah. It's another one of those absolutely fantastic days. Yes, Cliff Central, and we're right here on Unplugged and In Charge. Man, oh man, I'm hoping that your week has gone great so far. Every single time you listen to the show, then you know that, hey, man, it's either you're listening live, and that means it's already almost Friday, and that means the weekend is just about here. Of course, if you're listening to it on podcast, it just means that you're listening to yet another one of those absolutely fantastic short hours of the week. Yeah, that's what we call it. We call it the shortest hour of the week. That's because the show always has a lot of really great conversations. It's upbuilding stuff. It's upbeat. You know, it's either there to inspire you, to start your day in the right way, or even just uh, to uh, carry on going in whichever um, road that you're going on right now. You know, every single time you listen to the show, it's there to keep the drive alive. Because that's what you got to do, man. You got to keep the drive alive, um, uplift yourself every single now and then. And that's, of course, why we have this show. And that's why we always have really interesting people on the show as well. And that's always a great thing. I see a lot of people are waving on Insta right there. As, uh, of course, I, I, I'm just uh, saying hello to all the Insta people uh, that are, are tuning in from that side. While we're just uh, going to just uh, greet you guys for a short little while before we focus in on the show. Now, just to give you a bit of highlights on the show, uh, in a short little while, we'll be chatting to a gentleman who is an entrepreneur. He's doing very well as an entrepreneur. And in fact, his life really expanded from, you know, from zero to hero, as you can say so as well. And that's not all. We also are going to be chatting to this lovely lady right here. Her name is Melissa. Melissa is, has just joined Cliff Central and she's an intern. And we're going to find out, you know, what does it take to become an intern? A lot of people want to be interns. A lot of people uh, are just about graduate. Maybe you've just graduated or maybe, in fact, you're still studying, but you wanted to just try shadow people, learn. And um, sometimes it's interesting to find out what are the stories of the people who are actually doing the things that you want to do. How, how are they getting to do what they want, they're doing right now? And uh, how do they go from uh, where they are to where they, I mean, where they were to where they are? And ultimately, how can you do the same as well? So, um, do indeed uh, tune in. In fact, if you're on Instagram right now and uh, you didn't know about the fact that Cliff Central is something that you can actually listen to live from your phone, you can just download it onto your phone from uh, the um, Play Store. Oh, in fact, you can even do so from uh, from the likes of um, either for for I, I, Apple or, in fact, for Android. You can do the same as well. It's all for free, and you can download it right there. It's cliffcentral.com. It's as easy as that. So we're going to start off with Melissa right here. I've got Melissa in studio right here with me. That's Melissa, guys. So, uh, Melissa, I'm just going to s- switch you up right there on the mic. Hello. How do you do? I'm doing good, and how are you? Absolutely fantastic. So... Hello to everyone on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, the, let me just say goodbye to my Insta community right here. Guys, if you do want to listen in to the show, you can just uh, download the Cliff Central app and listen straight from there. Alternatively, you can also listen to the podcast if you're busy at work right now. You can even listen to it when you get home. Cliff Central is that cool. It's the future of radio. I don't know why you're still behind. Shop, shop. Cool. 
now that we've said goodbye to that team right there, let's now focus on the Cliff Central team. Yes. Cool. So tell me, uh, Melissa, you've uh, just in, um, started working at Cliff Central. How long has it been? Um, I started on Monday, so this is like my third day here. Day three. Yes. How is day three so far? Day three is a lot more easier than Monday was. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really getting into the hang of things. I'm getting yeah. used to everything and mm-hmm. everyone. And it's really fun. I love it. Excellent. What were some of the things that were going through your mind when you just got here? I mean, um, I had been here before in 2015 when I finished my trick. Um, just to job shadow. Okay, who you are know, you job shadowing? I was job shadowing, um, Gareth Cliff and the people in the production booth. Um, just to see what happens around here, what radio is all about. So coming back for me, it was nerve wracking because I was just like, how, how different is it from then to now? And yeah. will I be able to adjust as easily as I did before? Yeah. And it really wasn't that bad at all. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's welcoming. Everyone's willing to help. And that's always a great thing. That's pretty cool. So 2015, you had just finished matric. Mm-hmm. How important is it for someone who just finished matric before they go and study what they want to study that they actually start by job shadowing first? I mean, you know, you don't have to, but I always feel like if you find yourself in a place where you're uncertain, then definitely make the moves to like research the field that you want to go into. Don't study something and then later on you're like changing and hopping from one field to the next. Mm. But for me, I just, I just feel like do what you have to do to make sure that you, you're doing something that you love. Yeah. And in your, in your case, when you were in matric, did you already know exactly what you want to do or was job shadowing part of convincing yourself of certain careers? I always knew what I wanted to do from a very young age. How young? I was like, it was back in the YoTV days, you know, yeah. like when I watched YoTV, I knew that that is what I want to do. I want to be in the entertainment space, not just in front of the camera, but also behind doing the behind the scenes things. Mm. And yeah, since then I've taken it and I've ran with it and here I am. Pretty cool. Yeah. And how has your family been supportive? I can assume that, um, you know, them helping you with a job shadowing type of opportunity is part of them showing their support Mm -hmm. or unless that was your own doing, of course. No, no, no. Um, I have a mother who's very understanding that times have changed. Like I was not one of those kids who were like, you have to be a doctor, this or that. Mm. She was like, do what you want to do and whatever it is, I'll support you. We'll make it happen. Whatever has to happen. Mm. So yeah, I'm grateful for that. And till this day, she's very supportive, Mm. you know, and I feel like, and not that I will change, but if I were to go home tomorrow, and say okay now I want to be a doctor She'd be like okay cool let's do it You mm. know and I'm grateful for that Yeah, Awesome So what does it take to get To job shadow Gareth Cliff <laughs> What does it take Does it take uh, knowing one of the Guptas <laughs> Does it take uh, You know tell us how, how easy or how hard was it To get to do something like that I mean um Okay, at the time, 2015, that was when Cliff Central had just started out. Mm. So I, I just researched everything and I happened to find Rina's email address. Yeah. So I spoke to her and I was like, you know what, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I want. And she was like, cool, come through, job shadow, find out, you know, figure out if this is really what you want to do, if mm. this is your space. And I came through. I loved it. And yeah. So you sent that email. I did, yeah. At 18. Of course. Wow. (laughs) 
While I was 17 at the time, I started hey, school some early. Some of us at so. 17 <laughs> don't even have a bank account or an email <laughs> account. You had both. Of course. <laughs> Actually, that, that's, that's pretty cool. So you decided to take your future in your own hands. Mm-hmm. You saw something big like Cliff Central is just starting. Hey, maybe it's a good opportunity for me to job shadow. You went online, you Googled them, you found out that's their contact details. Mm-hmm. You emailed and you found out that you actually were emailing the station manager who was also Gareth Cliff's manager without really knowing. And that actually turned out to be a miracle because she was maybe looking for some extra hands at the time and you just happened to be there yes and that was like so much okay i don't want to say luck i i, I use the word Blessings. blessing yeah <laughs> it was such a blessing and i'm grateful that i did that i thank myself all the time mm, yeah awesome now that proves i mean that to an extent you did take it in your own hands it was not necessarily that because your parents are supportive it mm-hmm. means that they do everything for you they are supportive of yeah. your efforts and um, that means that you made the effort and they just supported it where they could. You needed a lift, they'll provide a lift, they'll come pick you up again. Those type of things are, is them showing their support. But ultimately, you dream the dream and then you start walking mm-hmm. the walk to make it happen and they just are out there to support that. Yeah, mm. it's, it's like, it's like the saying you can take a horse to the well, but you can't make a drink. Mm. People can help you get you the numbers, get you the emails, the contacts, but it's you that has to prove yourself because your mother, you can't bring your mother to an interview and say, speak on my behalf. It's all about you and what you yeah. can do. So for me, it's the same way. It's up to me to make sure that I get to where I want to be by doing what I have to do. And in this case, it's like annoying people. You know, if it means you have to send five, that same email five times to the same person, then so be it. As mm. long as you get to where you want to be and you get the responses that you want from people. Excellent. Yeah. It's not over until you win, right? Of course. Of yeah. course. If I'm not there yet, then my war is not over. This yeah. race is not over. Yeah. Excellent. I'm sure it didn't start at 17. This type of stuff, you, for you to have a character like that, you must have built it even during, you know, earlier years, you mm-hmm. know, throughout your teens. Tell me, what are some of the things that you were doing in school to prepare yourself for where you eventually want to end up? Okay. Um, so from a very young age, my mother put me in public speaking. Um, that was like grade one. We're grade doing, one. Yeah, grade one, we're doing poems, like these short poems yeah, that you'd yeah, like have to and remember yeah. and, you know, um, say them out in front of people. So oh, I kind of wow. did that for a while. And then at some point I did ballroom dancing for like three years. And then I stopped in grade seven. And then when I got to high school in grade nine, I became a leader, mm-hmm. an RCL. But that was also because of like friends. But when we got into the RCL, then it became real. And that meant now you have to be in charge and you have to lead and there's a lot of responsibilities. So I was an RCL all throughout high school. Until matric in matric, I became a discipline leader, and then the responsibilities became greater. And so, I guess that on its own just really built my character and yeah. gave me thick skin and forced me to kind of think straight and be realistic. So, yeah, I, I guess those things kind of shape who I am and the way I think and the way I look at life. Mm. So, yeah. That's that's who I am and that's what shapes me. And I think also my family as well. My mother's a very 
open person like she's one of those parents who literally just tell you everything as it is so i think that also kind of shapes who i am and i take a lot from her character mm. so yeah excellent now you okay discipline leaders that's like a prefect right yes it's just in it was just in a called, fancy yeah, say, what, what? <laughs> yeah. If, you, if, if you at your school they call it a prefect i ah, know your school <laughs> yeah. was broke chief they might, I only go send to what, what? They call it the discipline leader. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Enough fooling around. Then, of course, we fast forward now to the time where you finished high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was around 2015. Yes. And you needed to start studying and needed to pick what are you going to study? Where are you going to do it? And all of these things. Mm-hmm. Tell us how that went down. Okay. So initially, the, okay, I applied late. I was one of those children who waited <laughs> for the last minute. So I ended up having to stay home and that wasn't the plan. Um, so I ended up at Damlin, okay. um, doing my journalism and media studies. So everyone who's in Damlin, um, are late application no, type of people. I, I mean, I'm speaking on my own behalf, All you know, right. because it was not my first choice. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in Damlin doing my third year. And that's really fun, you know. I'm just happy that I'm I'm at my last year and mm. I'm finishing. That's like the highlight of being in Damlin and being in tertiary. Yeah. Because wow, it's a pain. Everyone in tertiary knows it's a pain. Mm, I can imagine. Okay, so at least now you're just about to finish, mm-hmm. and then the game plan was you want to finish and have a job afterwards. Obviously, everyone wants a job. Of course. In a country where the the unemployment is sitting at more than twenty four percent. That's like 16 million people Imagine. without a job. You know, it, it, it is quite tough and you need yeah. to be innovative. You need to think outside the box and you need to make sure that no matter what, you don't sit at home fiddling your thumbs, but you actually have something to do after yeah. this. So that game plan for you was, I'm not going to wait until I finish graduating. Let me actually, while we on the last year, yeah. start interning at certain places. I mean, um, I believe in making your mark, you know, like there are places that are going to give you opportunities. For example, like I said, I've been to Cliff Central before. So because of that, it kind of puts me in a good light and shows that I'm someone who's actually serious about what I'm studying and mm-hmm. what I want to do in the future. So with places like these, when you write back and you're like, hey, I need a job, then people are like, oh, we know her. You know, we yeah. know what she's capable of. So it, it makes you... Well, it puts you at an advantage, you know, when you come back with your certificate and you're like, I'm done. And people are like, okay, we know what she can do. She's learned how to make use of everything in the studio. So, I mean, like I had to, you know, I had to. And I hopefully, well, I hope that this is not the only place that I'm going to go to and make my mark so that I have a big pool to pick from, you know, Mm. one day. Well, not one day, next year yeah. when I have my certificate and I graduate. Because, you know what, it's so sad to have your degree or your diploma and then have to sit home for like six months. That's no one's wish. So, mm. yeah, it's it's not my wish for me either. So I'm hoping that, you know what, doors will open when it's time. Yeah. Let's fast forward your life by five years. Oh, <laughs> five years. Only five. Not Not okay. too much. Just five. So five years from now, I mean, it's 2018 now, Mm -hmm. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 2023. Okay. Tell us how was Melissa's life looking like at 2023? 
I mean You won't be that <laughs> much older than you are now No, five years from now, I'm like 25 Yes yeah. So tell us, how's your life looking like at 25? You know, at that point, I'm hoping to have a business of my own I'm mm-hmm. not sure doing what, but I know that I want to break into the business, the entrepreneurship field. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that I have a name for myself. I've made a name for myself in radio, mm-hmm. you know, in television. I mean, it's so sad to bring this up, but one of the people that I look up to in terms of what he's done is the late Akumzi. May he rest yeah. in peace. But like, he really inspires me in terms of the direction I want to take in the entertainment field. Yeah. Mm. Excellent stuff. Well, thank you very much for uh, being part of this lovely conversation. Thank now, you Ma- for having me. Melissa right here is just ready. Always <laughs> ready. You know, and that's the typical example of what success is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, the the key ingredients is that you must be ready for your opportunity when it comes. Cuz I literally just jumped upon her and I said, "Hey, let's interview you. Let's find out who you are. You just new here, so let's know more about you." And she didn't sink into her chair or shrink when that moment came. Rather, she, you know, she just rose to the challenge and she stepped on up. So congratulations on that. Well done. Thank you. Now, this, this is very fun. I really love this. Excellent <laughs> stuff. All right, cool. So when we come back, we interview a gentleman who is, of course, an entrepreneur. He started his own business. He's, he's leading within his right as well. And he's doing some really cool stuff. We'll get to know about what he has done, how far he has come. And we'll also get to learn a couple of things about what are the building blocks to really making a really great success of yourself within the entrepreneurship space as well. Cliffcentral.com. It is still, of course, the Unplugged and In Charge Radio. Uh, that, and it's absolutely fantastic right here that we're having a show like this where we actually get to have conversations that are upbuilding, constructive in some way or the other. You know, we talk to people who are doing well within their right and, uh, in this particular instance now, we're going to have a, ch- a chat to, uh, Skulilendlovu. Uh, the gentleman has done quite a lot of things. He's the founder of Encore Real Estate, if I'm mentioning it right. He's also a member of the World Economic uh, Forum. That's the Global Shapers, uh, an alumni for Enactus University of KZN. And in fact, um, the uh, he's a founder at uh, the uh, um, Encore Real Estate in South Africa. And that, of course, is just one of the things that he's doing. He's also uh, a former um, employee of USB Investment Bank and H. SBC Bank as well. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's built himself up, man. He's built himself up. He joins me in studio right here. I just want everybody to see this gentleman is the one right here. He's out here. He's looking like winter. You know, he's got his trench coat. What like a trench coat this season, Buffett? Ushaying a head Caffarel Williams, you know what I mean? All right, cool. Anyway, let's be serious. This gentleman right here, he's making serious money. So let's also be serious. All right, cool stuff. Mvetu, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. So tell us a bit about yourself, brother. Tell us a, a bit about yourself. Um, you know, who, who is, um, uh, Skulile? Um, what has he done? Mm. Uh, but yeah, just let's, let's first get to hear who you are in terms of, you know, history wise and, and, and how do you summarize yourself? Yeah. Awesome. Weza, uh, thank you so much and a warm greetings to you and your listeners. 
My name is Kulile Ntovu, as you have introduced me from KwaZulu Natal. So I was born uh, in Peter Marisbeck. Mm. So that's why I did my primary education, secondary. Then I went to the University of KwaZulu Natal for my tertiary education. Uh, being raised by my grandparents, you know, who were more into farming. So I got the gist of entrepreneurship from a young age, assisting them here and there. So it was an obvious choice for me when I went to the university that I want to do a business uh, related degree. So that's why I enrolled for a BCom degree. So during those Yes, so that's when I started involving myself with organization that were aligned to what I was passionate about or the vision that I had of which it was entrepreneurship. So yeah, school of move to join this book. I when was it? Uh, 2011 when I when I joined uh, HSBC Investment Bank. So my primary uh experience in the corporate sector is more into investment banking with global mm-hmm. investment banks. Great, thanks, man. Wow, that that's this gentleman right here knows exactly how to give a a, a short summary of his life <laughs> with one breath, and that's actually something that's that's important. You know, when someone gives you an opportunity and they say to you, "Tell us about yourself," or someone meets you for the first time, maybe you're doing some networking at a networking seminar, and someone says, "Tell us about yourself. What do you do?" You need to know how to bring everything you do and, you know, mention it in the intro, you know, mm. in such a high, a great way that if mm. someone wanted to take that conversation and make it about agriculture, they can do it. If yeah. they want to make it about banking, they could do it. Sure. If they want it to be about any of the facets of your life, mm. they could do it now because, you know, you've kind of package yourself in a really great way and it actually also opens you up for business as well because yeah. often at times you know especially when you're a jack of all trade and you you feel like you 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 do you're doing so many things when someone says tell us about yourself you don't know where to start you're like oh shucks should i talk about this or that, or that? <laughs> and you're thinking oh there's so much exactly. and then and you know that if you're really gonna talk about yourself you might go into too much detail and you think no maybe i'll i'll mention that when they ask about it but actually if you just find a way to have 20 seconds about this and another 20 seconds about that and another 20 seconds about that eventually you can get to you know um say everything that you wanted to say <laughs> in a shorter space of time so that's a really cool thing now I wanted to highlight something that I actually learned this week mm. is that, um, you know, I've, I've once heard that the excuses we make are the excuses we get to keep mm. or the argue for your limitations and you'll get to keep them. Someone else, uh, uh, someone else said that, but I made my own this week and mm. it, it sounds like this. We all live on the opposite ends of our excuses. We all live mm. on opposite ends of the same excuse. Yeah, For instance, you ha- you can get someone who says, I not a success today because I grew up poor and I didn't have both parents or something like that. Mm. And then you can also get someone who says, I am a success today because I grew up poor and I didn't have both parents. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah, no, very true, man. Tell me about your life, and and I mean, you said you were raised by your grandparents, yes, instead well, of your your actual parents, yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, just to add off on what you've just mentioned, sometimes mm. we are our own enemies, but sometimes we can be our own success. Mm. So it all lies to an individual. Yes, I was raised by my grandparents. I've never had parents. Okay. No, that's wrong. I've had parents, but I was never raised by my parents. My father passed away when I was like three years. And my mom, we, we have 
never chose because I lived with my grandparents ever since I was like eight months. So, and my grand, I mean, my mom also passed away when I was like 10 years. So pff, the life that I know was with my grandparents. But I, I, you know what? We, it's not like it's something that I'm complaining about because you know, with grandparents, they have so much wisdom. They teach you a lot. So it's up to you as an individual what you want to do with your life. It's either you learn or you sink. Depends which side of the coin you want to be in. Yeah. So if you want to be, to make the best out of your life, you can do that. If you want to be, you know, otherwise, of which no one aims to be otherwise, but it all lies in terms of the what is in front of you and how do you make the best out of that uh, situation or opportunity. Mm, excellent. Mm. No, you're very right. Because I'm um, uh, thinking about exactly what you're saying. Mm. Uh, you, you just said, you know, we are all on the opposite ends of the same coin. Exactly. It is the same coin. <laughs> Definitely. Seriously. Seriously, the, mm. you know, the, the challenge is the same challenge, but we can be on different ends of that same mm, challenge as well, right? Mm. And that's something interesting. Now, when we look at your life, for mm. instance, if I had to rewind back in the times of you growing up uh, with that agricultural background, mm. does that mean where, where did you say you come from in terms of, you know, where did you grow up? In I your, was born uh, it's this um, city is Peter Marisbeck. There's mm. a place called Wardbeck. So it's a German town. So it's like huge hectares of su- sugar cane farms. You were so, born on su- in, sugar in the sugar cane, cane farms. farms. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we grew up eating a lot of sugar canes and yeah. sometimes grandparents, they will take it for processing. Uh, you know, when they take it for processing, obvious what you get as a family for just to sustain yourself. It's not like you have fine tuned su- sugar cane. It's that brownish one, you know, just for you. So our porridge, if we were to like put uh, sugar cane, School tend to be like darkish and stuff. Yeah. So it's one of those uh, memories that I hold dearly in my life. So yeah, I'm quite familiar with uh, agriculture. I'm quite familiar with anything that has to do with land. So, but in most important lesson that I've grasped from that experience is that there's a t- there's a season for everything. There's a season to to plant then there's a season to sow so for you to plant to plant you must have a seed and for you to uh to sow you must have done something you must pre- you must have been uh prepared for the process same thing that i apply in my life as well is that as kulila we have a vision that's a seed so what i'm doing with that seed it's up to me so that's why uh meaning to go to a real estate from investment banking but also when i moved to real estate it's not like everything just went rosy it was nice life uh and sexy stuff it's had its own downs man and yeah. because of the principles that I grasp from a young age, you know, I understand the whole process that everything takes time to be rewired and yeah, I believe uh, I learned a lot from uh, those days in KZN. Mm. <laughs> wow, okay. So growing up uh, on the on the uh, sugarcane farms, as you put it, mm. and then um, ov- obviously there, there are many barriers to, to entry into, you know, into the 21st century uh, in terms of I know I, I have siblings, for instance, that, that mm. grew up in the, um, you know, in the, in the village life and, as well. And mm. sometimes you find that they're not as, um, clued up on, in technology as the kids from the suburbs and, and so on. Mm. They're not always, um, you know, as tech savvy, as I mentioned, they're not always, even the social interaction, mm. you know, the, just integrating with other people. For instance, I had one of my cousins visit me, uh, for a couple of weeks, uh, recently. And 
a lot of things man he's not that used yeah, to even it. like <laughs> even you know the white people he's thinking ah i'm i'm not used to them yet and yeah. and so on so he's a bit reserved and mm. and all these type of things and even reserved me uh, because of outspoken people mm. sometimes it's too so english yeah, you know right. all these things ongjele how what Uh, especially Uktuswai English and all these type of things. Mm. Now you going into corporate life, um, was that ever a challenge? No. Yeah. The reason being is I, one of the important thing, and I think it's helped me a lot was, uh, reading. So when I was young from primary, I used to read a lot. I remember that my Saturdays morning from like from like eight until around 12, I used to spend it in a library. So there was a community library, uh, in Wardbeck. So I spent a lot of time there. So that's when I got to get information about people who have made it in life, how they got to be successful. And as they had like a, not like a good background. But things were tough. However, they managed to make their life a success. So I think that helped me a lot. And that's what I always emphasize to people. Like, get to a habit where you read a lot. Once you get to that stage, you know, you become so confident about everything. Because obviously you have a book that can back you. You have something solid that can back you. You have resources that you can reference to. Obviously, some of the things we are not exposed to that much, you know, like Bonabelugu and stuff. It was something that you see here and there, you yeah. know, not everyday thing. However, when uh, I think also when I moved to the university, when I got to be involved with our student organizations that were quite uh, progressive in terms of entrepreneurship and empowering communities, I think that helped me a lot as well. Because when I moved to corporate, for me, with the vision that I want to be in business one day, the only reason I moved to corporate was because I wanted to gain experience. And that's what I did. I put like five years in corporate and exactly in five years, I was like, you know, this is this is it. I follow your passion. That's important. Mm. So you you telling me that uh there were a lot of interventions people visiting your 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 community while mm. you're still growing up and you were one of those people that that went through and and attended these things you participated mm. and actually what you're also saying is that uh you know for all those young people or even for all those people that that usually take out their time and they go and they visit certain communities you know what it's actually worth it because there are success stories that come because chances are the people that came to your community back back there what what did you call the place Warburg 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 it's a German town yeah, <laughs> so German it's town of, it's in KwaZulu Natal uh, well yeah. it's full of a, a lot of uh, German people like you'll find a lot of Schroders those are big families if you go to Germany uh, and your neighbors you know so that's a kind of environment I think it has its own history, but obviously we cannot go back there. But yeah, mm. <laughs> it is a German town. Yeah, <laughs> but ultimately, what we're saying here is that those people are actually not l- wasting their time mm. coming out into the small towns, mm. speaking to the young people because they are success stories. Because maybe the people that spoke to you, you'll never meet them again. Definitely. But you, you, you're here as a living testimony that. 
hey man actually those things mm. those yeah. things work yeah no definitely you know what uh, they always say that opportunities are dances with those who are on the dance floor so mm. if you mm. want to mm. grasp an opportunity you must be somewhere doing something and trust me along those uh, times where you busy trying here and there uh, that's when you'll meet uh, people who are gonna be good for you to take you to the next step I think so often we get so consumed by our own spaces and to lean in our own corners and even forget to the point that for you to get to the next level you must have pushed yourself to a certain extent so for people to push you or to help you or to mentor you because even if you want to mentor if mentorship from people you must have something solid that you're working on if i come to you uh where's and say can you please be my mentor probably you'll say no because you don't know what actually i want from you but if i'm saying where's i can you please mentor me in the field of media i'm interested in public speaking at least you know what to work on you know because then obviously you want to know what have i done what am i doing what am i reading even basically like a reading what do i normally watch uh where do i normally go hang out you know those are some of the things that help you for you to meet uh, your next uh, breakthrough excellent and i mean you you've said some really cool things i mean one of the things was Opportunity dances with those on the dance floor. Yes, so if you want to hold the hand of opportunity, you have to actually get onto the dance floor, guys. Wow. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's actually pretty cool. Now, um, the other thing is, is mentorship and how important mentorship is. But yet you, we need to have done some stuff on our side to make sure that we are worth the time to these people. Mm. Uh, sometimes, in fact, go to, you know, w- when you find the people that are in leaders in the industry that you want to be in, mm. you need to have something going for you. It, it's Because it's frustrating for them because everyone is so focused on their own lives that mm. it, it, it really becomes quite difficult to mm. to um, think now, oh, shucks, I am going to have to uh, work on someone else's life, right? Because you know what, when you're going to someone, uh, you must have a plan as well. Because people are so busy, as you've just mentioned. Uh, they have every, uh, their own lives that they need to take care of. They have their own siblings. They have own families. They have their own uh, team that they're working on. So if I'm coming to you, I must be on the mindset that you are just squeezing me on your busy schedule. Even if it's not busy, you have your own life. Even just to chill at home and just think you know that's something that you need to do so if i'm coming to you i have to come with something that is quite practical first and not to be too broad you know i must break it down and be specific what i want to achieve from this mentorship because i know that it sounds so cool when you're going to someone and say you must get a mentor you must do this mentorship is good but also you must identify the area where you need uh, mentorship where you need guidance where you need coaching whatever that's you need you know so it's you that person can be able to guide you accordingly and also myself who's seeking mentorship won't waste your time so it's gonna be like a win-win kind of uh, situation mm. Mm. now Mfetu, tell me about some of the the great things that have happened within business like what tell me about one of your either your best achievement or just a great day where you were like yes this is <laughs> this is why i'm doing this yes uh i think it's quite a few probably let me mention so i know you said one. Oh well we can mention two it's fine yeah <laughs> i think the first one will be probably when i closed my first deal you know it was 
It was, was this in, in real estate yeah, or in banking? In, no, no, it's all in real estate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe I can go to banking after this. Okay. So in real estate, I think it, it was a family. Uh, at some point, they had their property repossessed because they were using the funds to fund one of their kids, you know, to go to university. So they've... It was a sad situation. Even in a house that was repossessed, it was like a two bedroom. It was like, you know, it's, it was quite a sad uh, situation. So after this kid, her graduated, you know, she contacted me and requested me to help her throughout the process of buying the property. Mm. The joy in the face of the parents, you know, the siblings that they will have their own space and stuff. It was quite fulfilling to me. So I, I would say that was quite a milestone for me. Besides that, it was the first deal because, you know, it mm. takes time to break the first deal in real estate. Yeah. However, I think the next one has to be when I started getting opportunities from developers, you know, because when you're moving to real estate, obviously, you know, we work with individual properties. You give me your property, I sell it, you know, here and there. But when you get like a developer and say, uh, Skulili, I have a new development coming in Northgate. Uh, it has like 57 units. I need you to market all of them. Mm, you know, that's mm, quite mm, something mm, for me because mm, it mm. says a lot about the level of professionalism that I've portrayed out there. Uh, the trust that people are uh, have uh, towards me and the expertise that I keep uh, showing people, you know, because for you to get such big opportunities, you must have done something right uh, as the background. Uh, so yeah, that's quite huge for me in real estate. So tell what, me, mm. what does it take to to get into real estate uh, in terms of having a company like you had? Mm. Is it just a matter of Hey, um, I think I can sell. And then you make, you go register a company at the CIPC. And then from this day forward, <laughs> I sell real estate. Well, uh, for me, it's, it has been a journey. Yeah? Cause when I resigned from my, okay, before I resigned in my job, I always knew that I wanted to be in real estate. So I had to prepare myself. So I, I enrolled for a short program at Vets University. So it was a uh, property investment and practice. And mm. I remember when I enrolled for the program, it was the application were closing in like two days and my salary was coming the following day. Oh. So when the salary hit my account, I transferred everything for that cause. And I was like, whatever happens next, at least this cause is is, wow. <laughs> is paid because I really yeah. wanted to do it, man. Mm. So I did that program. Then when I resigned at my work, I was joining an established uh, brand. So the arrangement that I had with that uh, company was that it's a global uh, real estate company. So the arrangement that I had was that I was gonna. They gave me a right to service their clientele in uh, in sensing. However, I worked for them for like five months. Then I realized that I was missing a lot of opportunities because my peers, young professionals who want to buy their first properties, 700,000 probably go meet rent or 1 million go four ways, you know, so that's the kind of clientele. So I was like, you know, I'm not doing justice to my people who need my services because they need advices, they need those properties, but here I am uh, selling 3 million properties, two bedroom apartment in Sensing, mm. you know. So that's when after five months, I was like, the experience was good for those five months. Uh, but with the experiences I have and the qualification, I think I can do something uh, quite bigger than that. So that's when I registered my own company. But when I registered my own company, it, it was still affiliated and an established brand, you know, because now you don't want to start as a young entrepreneur, but also you have a uh, operational costs that are quite high so for me to be affiliated and an established brand but also running my own company it was quite cool because now i was using their systems i was using i'm using their offices so i quite like had 
people in my offices who were quite like mentors to me, mm. but also I was pushing my own brand. I think again, it goes to that point I was mentioning that I was doing something and there was someone who was willing to work with me. Yeah. Okay. Now that's pretty cool. So ultimately, uh, what you want to avoid when you're starting a business, mm. the first, one of the first things you want to avoid when you're starting a, a business is overheads. You don't want to, mm. uh, have too many things to pay mm. and not enough money coming, coming in. in. So you needed to be careful as how you're starting. And For one sure. of the best ways for you to start was don't pay rent. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> pay don't for systems. Just pay for the system. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, well, we should ab- avoid cost, unnecessary cost. Another thing that I've noticed is sometimes you can be so obsessed about owning everything. Cause even now when I'm in real estate, people keep asking me that I'm, am I fronting for someone's company? And I tell them the reason I had to be affiliated and I established brand is for all those reasons I've mentioned. And I wouldn't just exhaust all my savings that I had just to start a company, which is not wrong in a way, but also if there's a way I can avoid all of that, we must work smart. You know, we must get to a point where we earn our strides, grow, you know, slow but surely and make sure that you get to a level where you want to be. For example, as the company we want to venture to development, we want to go to where we are rehabilitating our old buildings in the downtown. So for us to get there quite quicker, you know, we have to avoid uh, spending unnecessary, you know, we have to look at the ways we can uh, save money, invest money, then grow the company. Mm. Excellent, man. Look, for me, I'm just proud that um, you you started off in the sugar canes <laughs> out there in KwaZulu Natal. Yeah, man. In a small, 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 very small German-sounding town. It doesn't even have uh, a traffic light. That's how small it is. It you you saying it doesn't have you you come from lights. a <laughs> you come from a place with no robots, yeah, no traffic lights, no traffic lights, man. So so the only time we get to see traffic like when we go to Peter Marisbeck, which is like. Uh, 10, 15 kilometers from Wow, yeah. yeah So I mean, you know, coming from Literally, you know, coming from a very small town mm. And coming from a place where <laughs> Today, you know, you own your own real estate company And it's growing You're affiliated to bigger brands mm. Every day Every day <laughs> Which is really really inspiring And it's mm. great to know that there's South African stories Like this mm. of young people Who are you know Who start off you know with Way less mm-hmm. you know and and a lot of the excuses we often make are actually sometimes the reasons for someone else's success. So don't make the excuse that you don't quite have the education or you don't have the money or you don't have the time. Here's a gentleman. Um, I mean, this gentleman right here didn't have the time. He ended up uh, um, saving some money. In fact, taking his salary, all of it, just depositing it into VIT so that he can study something part-time so that he can get into what he really wants to do instead of doing that uh, nine to five that was draining him all the time. So if you have one of those, if you have a nine to five that's like draining you all the time and you're wondering what does it take to, uh, you know, or, or when will I really make that shift? You know, when will you go into the thing that you really like to do? Well, there's no time like the present. You can really just start right now and stop making the excuses. Here's someone who literally just took his money, paid for that course, attended part time, finished it and then he made the shift but 
of course, we learned some good lessons in that you don't just make the shift. You build it slowly but surely. You make the relationships. You grow. You go and do your five months internship somewhere. You learn mm. about the business. You learn about the systems and ways to avoid paying too much money in the beginning. <laughs> These are key messages right here that we got today. Absolutely fantastic. Fetu, thank you so much for your time. Any last words that you'd like to share? Maybe you want to tell us about um, you know, uh, some of your secrets to success. Or even uh, where we can find you Alright, uh, thank you to you as well uh, Weza, thanks to your listeners as well uh, they, Anyone who wants to be in touch regarding uh, real estate Or to discuss business I'm available on social media In all social media platforms My number is Business number <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry the, the, Normally in business you say the, the Twitter handle and those things And then you also mention an email address Okay, let's use an email address It's yeah. sk at ncorealestate.co.za uh, sk at ncorealestate.co.za But just to have my closing remarks is uh Align yourself with opportunities. Sometimes it might not be only business. Like I'm in business, but also I'm, I'm involved in different NGOs, you know, like your World Economic Forum, a Global Shapers, I stay, I get to participate there. So sometimes you find that opportunities, they will come in directly. They will come where you serve. So if you spend your time serving other people or serving your communities, you'll be surprised some of the outcomes that will come out of it. But thank you so much once again, Weza, and thanks to your listeners. Thank you for coming through. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. We learned so much. You dropped some major keys to success, and it was just fantastic. Well, just like that, guys, we conclude yet another edition of the Unplugged and In Charge. It's cliffcentral.com, and it's the shortest hour of the week. Thank you very much for watching. Let's get out of here. Cliffcentral.com.